Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. I'm 
J.M. in the A.M., Yaakov Shweki with both Harayad and Aleph Bays. You're at Ari Goldwagon there with Katonti. Those are uh, words that uh, are very meaningful for those who keep up with the weekly parasha. Ufaratsta, that would be last week's parasha with Rogers Park. Yeah, Ufaratsta was last week's parasha. Shim Kramer with Hayom Gadol. You heard Oded done by Yoni Z. And, of course, Regesh, Moda Ani opening things up. 
and we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this November the 20th, day 12 in the month of Kislev, the year 5779, Tufshin Ayin Tess. 47 degrees outside with 86% humidity, winds in northeast at 7 miles an hour. Morning clouds, afternoon sun, a high of 50. Then tonight, clear, low 34. And tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high temperature, 44 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 70. We're at 47 here in New York City as we say good morning at the JM and the AM. 6.30 in the morning on this Tuesday. Well, the... um, the, uh, the collective eyes of the Jewish world are looking toward Yeshiva University. Tonight is the uh, much-anticipated, wow, it's been anticipated since February. <laughs> it is much-anticipated. Been waiting for nine months for this. Uh, the much-anticipated banner-raising of the um, championship banner for the Men's Basketball Skyline Championship Plus not only that, um, but there will be recognition and raising of banners for other programs as well in Yeshiva University Athletics. Um, Max Live is going to be bringing all the action tonight starting at 7 p.m. I've been asked to do a uh, a special game day show. That's going to start at 7 o'clock before the Max Live pregame show kicks off at 7.30. You can go to maxlive.com for that. And um, then the banner raising ceremony is going to take place. And uh, it's going to be something. It's going to be something recognizing the accomplishment that we have spoken about a lot on this show and on this network. And that's the... um, Accomplishment of winning the Skyline Basketball Championship um, that the men's basketball team did uh, last year in February. It was really, it was really amazing, really incredible, and um, we get to recognize that tonight. As uh, the Yeshiva Athletics has declared. It will be an emotional night Tuesday prior to the men's basketball team's home opener against Sarah Lawrence College. Yeshiva Athletics will unveil the banners of the 2017-2018 Skyline Championship teams, women's tennis, men's basketball, and men's tennis, and they'll be honoring the victims who tragically lost their lives at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh as well. So it is going to be quite a night. Uh, I'm so glad to be part of it and honored, frankly, to be part of it. And uh, looking forward to uh, watching the Yeshiva University men's basketball team uh, that this year uh, may have an 0-2 record, but the record is not indicative of how good a team they are. Um, And we'll discuss that with uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz, who's going to join me later on in uh, this show here at JM and the AM. So a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about, that's for sure. And we will uh, get to all of it uh, coming uh, coming up here at JMNAM. Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the team, men's basketball team, about 8 a.m. this morning here at JMNAM. Very, very much looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. All right. Uh, it's Tuesday. JM and the AM as we continue. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. 
Bishvil HaKol, from all the nations we are chosen. Bishvil HaKol, for this Torah and all its deep meaning. Bishvil HaKol, anachnu modim. Bishvil HaKol, I got their smiles and their laughter. Bishvil HaKol, for all the times that we can feel you looking after. Bishvil HaKol, for all those miracles that forever go unseen. Bishvil HaKol, anachnu modim. Bishvil HaKol, anachnu
for this heart that never skips a beat and for this air that in and out we breathe we got a million reasons to say thank you
Great brand new single from Benny Friedman. That's Vesecha Zena. Nace Gadol during this uh, month of Kislev with the New York Boys Choir. RJ2 and Bishvil Akol. You heard me Von Siach from Simcha Liner. Shal Shalas had Vahu Kaley, and you heard Miami with Shalom to open up that set. Tuesday morning in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. It's Tuesday, and it's November the 20th, the 12th of Kislev. You have Galit uh, Sal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up, of course, here at JM in the AM. Well, a reminder, tonight's a big night up at Yeshiva University. I've been asked, and I'm honored to uh, host a special Salute, I guess we'd call it, to the championship team starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Max Live. Go to maxlive.com, M-A-C-S, 
Live.com. And as Yeshiva Athletics has said, it'll be an emotional night tonight prior to the uh, men's basketball home opener. They'll unveil the banners of their 2018 Skyline Championship teams. They, those include women's tennis, men's tennis, and men's basketball. They'll also honor the victims of the Tree of Life Synagogue Massacre in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So there is a lot going on. I'll be there live starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Max Live. Make sure to join me for that. And I'm uh, pleased to announce that I've been asked to be the halftime guest of the Max Live staff during the games. I'm looking forward to that very much as well. So a big night up at YU as the uh, international Jewish community looks toward Washington Heights and enjoys these three amazing accomplishments on the courts and um, in the big picture realizes that it has a major impact way beyond the basketball and tennis courts. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Tuesdays next. We say Boker Tov from Jamnam. גליצאל מירושלים השעה שתיים, כנועם אווירה ממה שקורה עכשיו. ישראל לא תחתום על הסכם ההגירה של האו"ם, כך הנחה ראש הממשלה ושר החוץ בנימין נתניהו. אני הוריתי למשרד החוץ להודיע שישראל לא תשתתף ולא תחתום על הסכם ההגירה. אנחנו מחויבים לשמור על הגבולות שלנו נגד מסתננים בלתי חוקיים. זה מה שעשינו, זה מה שנמשיך לעשות. עובדי משרד החוץ מזהירים, המשרד לא מתפקד. התקציב עומד על מיליארד וחצי שקלים בלבד, והשר הממונה הוא ראש הממשלה שמחזיק בתיק הביטחון ובתיק הבריאות. יושב ראש ועד העובדים חנן גודר שוחח עם מלעיל שחר. זה באמת מציב אותנו במציאות שהיא בלתי אפשרית. זה לא תקין ששגרירים נאלצים ללכת ולעשות שנור. משרד החוץ הפך במקום גורם מוביל וקובע לגורם מתכלל שכל הזמן עסוק בטעונים. ולכן מה שאנחנו חושבים צריך פה שר חוץ במשרה מלאה, צריך תקציבים ראויים וצריך לתת למשרד החוץ לפעול. יותר ממיליון ישראלים מעשנים סיגריות. כרבע החלו לעשן לפני גיל 16. כך עולה מסקר של הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. כתבתנו עמית חדד. לפי נתוני הסקר שנערך בשנת 2017, כרבע מהישראלים מעשנים בתדירות כלשהי, וכ-45% מעשנים יותר מעשר סיגריות ביום. עוד עולה מהסקר כי כרבע מהמעשנים בישראל החלו לעשן לפני גיל 16, וכרבע מהמעשנים מנסים כיום להיגמל, כאשר הסיבה הנפוצה ביותר להפסקת עישון היא בריאותית. מת מפצעיו המחבל עבד אל-רחמן שביצע את הפיגוע בתחנת המשטרה עוז בדרום ירושלים בשבוע שעבר. המחבל הצליח לחדור לתחנת משמר הגבול כשבידו סכין ובעקבות עימות ישיר במקום נפצעו שישה שוטרים באורח קל. המחבל הגיע לבית החולים שערי צדק בעיר כשהוא פצוע קשה, מונשם ומורדם וסובל מחבלת ראש. כאמור, לפני זמן קצר נקבע מותו. בטורקיה התפרסמו תמלילים מקלטת הרצח של העיתונאי הסעודי ג'מאל חשוקג'י. כתבתנו אינה אנטונוב. שחרר את ידי, מה אתה חושב שאתה עושה? כך נשמע חשוקג'י צועק כשאחד מהרוצחים הסעודים משיב, בוגד, אתה תשלם על מעשיך. אתר החדשות הטורקי שפרסם את התמלילים דיווח כי בהקלטה בת שבע הדקות נשמעים ויכוחים קולניים, אלימות והתעללות. כמו כן דווח כי בזמן הרצח בוצעו ארבע שיחות טלפון מהקונסוליה באיסטנבול, בה נרצח חשוקג'י, ליועץ קרוב של יורש העצר הסעודי, מוחמד בן סלמן. עשרות סטודנטים ממכללת ספיר מפגינים בשעה זו מול שער האקדמיה עם סגל המרצים הבכיר 
ששובת כבר חמישה שבועות, ומאשימים, המועצה להשכלה גבוהה מתעלמת מאיתנו. זה לא נראה כאילו יש איזשהו פתרון באופק, לצערנו הצדדים לא מצליחים להגיע למשא ומתן. אני רואה את זה כמלחמה של כולנו, לא רק של הסגל ולא רק של המרצים. תנאים נורמליים זה לא פריבילגיה, ולצערנו המרצים שלנו לא מקבלים מספיק תנאים, בטח לא כמו באוניברסיטאות, בטח לא מבחינת תקציבים למכללה. כתבתנו מיכל צ'ין מוסרת כי בשעה זו מתנהל דיון בבית הדין האזורי לעבודה בירושלים בעניין בקשת צו מניעה לשביתה במכללת עזריאלי. והבוקר חזרו המרצים במכללה האקדמית רופין ללמד לאחר שאמש הוצא צו מניעה לשביתה. תחזית מזג האוויר, ללא שינוי ניכר, הטמפרטורות גבוהות מהרגיל לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורכת טל זרביב. בחסות פאונדיישן וואן.
J.M. and the A.M. with 8th Day. From the album Stronger Closer, it's called Bring It Home here at J.M. and the A.M. Good morning and welcome to everybody who tuned in around the world. Thanks so much for listening. Regular week for us, short week for a lot of people since uh, tomorrow is quote-unquote Erev Thanksgiving. Thursday is Thanksgiving and Friday... Excuse me, Friday is Black Friday, so for a lot of people, it is a uh, a short week, but not for us here at JM&M and the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here all week long. Uh, so tonight at 7 p.m., I'll be on Max Live with the Game Day Show. The Game Day Show hosted by me, Nachum Siegel, 7 p.m. tonight on MaxLive.com, M-A-C-S-Live.com. They're calling it the game day show before I turn things over to the pregame show, uh, which is going to be uh, hosted by the Max Live fellas up in Washington Heights before the the big ceremony, the emotional night when they unveil the banners of their 2018 Skyline Championship teams, women's tennis, men's tennis, and men's basketball. It's going to be something, and we'll have an opportunity to speak to you from there tonight starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, maxlive.com. And, yeah, we do encourage everybody to come on up. Why not? Come on up to Washington Heights. Uh, be there as early as you can, sometime between 7 and 7.30. The game, I believe, is officially called for 8 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, join in. Pay tribute to uh, a team that made the Jewish world very, very, very proud in the early part of 2018. Always makes us proud, but especially proud in the early part of 2018. Speaking of sports, Yeshiva League Sports Update is coming up about 10 minutes from now right here at JM&M. I'll have a Yeshiva League Sports Update. And the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, Elliot Steinmetz, is going to join me. That's coming up um, here at JM&M about 8 o'clock this morning, less than an hour from now. Very anxious to speak with him about last year's team and about this year's team. Tuesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up at JMM. Don't forget you can uh, comment on the uh, NSN Nahum Single Network app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. You'll see a section on the home screen that says add a comment. Comment away. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, or anything else right here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. and the A.M. of the Rabbi's Sons and Kula Mahuvin. You heard uh, Eitan Freilich in there with Ivdu from the album Peace Will Come here at J.M. and the A.M. Well, Tuesdays at 7.20, it's time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. I take this opportunity to thank Elliot Weiselberg for the amazing job that he does. We've got up-to-the-minute news regarding the Yeshiva League Sports on this uh, very special day. I say special day because... Um, because tonight, we are going to be up at Yeshiva University at 7 p.m. I'll be hosting the game day show on maxlive.com. And we'll be paying tribute to the Skyline Championship teams up at Yeshiva University. The women's tennis team that won the 2018 Skyline Championship. The men's tennis team. And the men's basketball team. In uh, an effort that was uh, watched by members of our community around the world. They're also going to be honoring the victims who uh, lost their lives during the Tree of Life Synagogue uh, Massacre in Pittsburgh. So an emotional night going to be happening uh, up at Yeshiva University. I'll be there. I'm proud to be part of it. It's going to be quite a celebration, mostly, because of the banner, uh, because of the banner um, um, unveilings. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun. We will be uh, speaking to Elliot Steinmetz, coach of the men's basketball team, coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern time this morning right here at JM in the AM. This time each and every Tuesday, it's time for a Yeshiva League sports update with Elliot Weiselberg right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. The first weather-related postponements hit the Yeshiva League this past week, but it didn't stop high-impact action from happening across all of the Yeshiva League. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update, Hockey's JV East gets crazier, a battle of the undefeated in girls' varsity basketball, and only two remain unbeaten in varsity boys' basketball. All that and more, good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We've got our first taste of winter this past Thursday with unexpected levels of snowfall canceling out a full slate that included some pretty big games. Some have already been made up in the short window since, and we'll touch on one of those in just a moment. We'll start out in girls' varsity basketball, where the last two undefeated teams held court on Tuesday night. 5-0 Central and 4-0 SAR met up in Queens as the best of the East and West squared off in what was for them a mid-season matchup. For SAR, the Stinger hoping to carry what they did against the East best through the rest of the season and into the second season. SAR jumped out to a 29-9 lead at the half and never looked back, rolling to a 53-24 win. For the Sting, it is now 23 straight regular season and victories stretching back to December of 2016. The Sting will now look to keep the streak going against the only team that has handed them both their last regular season and postseason loss, the Frisch Cougars. The two teams will meet up in Frisch next Tuesday night. Over in varsity boys basketball, only two unbeaten teams remain, and they are the Heschel Heat in the West and the Rombaum Ravens in the East. Heschel improved to 4-0 after a 69-52 win over the previously undefeated Frisch Cougars. Senior Jake Borer and junior Ricky Sutton led the Heat with 24 and 18 points, respectively. Frisch senior Max Meyerhoff paced the Cougars with 15 in the loss. Out East, the Ravens hit the 4-0 mark this past week as well with an 88-66 win over Shari Torah. Senior Ethan Aaron led the Ravens with 25 in the win. Despite being in two different conferences, the two teams will actually meet, but not until February. Whether or not either of these teams will still be undefeated come that game remains to be seen. 
In other action, TABC picked up their third straight win after starting 0-2, defeating Hank 45-30, and North Shore followed up their upset over Mag and David with a 48-31 win over Ramaz. Moving to hockey, where the JV East has become a wide-open battle. This past Sunday, the division-leading North Shore Stars were upset by previously winless YDE, 1-0 in YDE. So to follow the early action this season, North Shore loses by a wide margin to Kushner, who only defeats DRS 3-1. North Shore then goes and defeats DRS. Somewhere in the middle of the pack are Hafter, Rambam, Flabbush, and Mag and David, and only two points separate second place from last. Meanwhile, in the West, not as much drama as Kushner and SAR have separated themselves from the pack, and TABC is primed to do so once they've hit the meat of their schedule. Kushner now remains the only West undefeated team, knocking off SAR last night. Finally, in varsity, DRS kept clean, dominating Hank 9-1, and Mag and David avenged and reversed an early season loss, defeating Solomon Schechter 5-1. With the holiday taking up most of the next week, the JM and the AM Sports Update will take a little vacation as well. We'll be back in two weeks with more Yeshiva League action right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And that was your Tuesday morning JM and the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Yeshua v'nechama
Avremo with Kapara off of the album Bring the House Down. Tuesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Arav Zebin Yosef Alevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Nesiva Shalom says that everything that happens to a person during life is Hashem calling him to come closer. Simcha is calling him to come closer. The Mu'uras of those times that are not so joyous in life is also a call to come closer to Hashem. Om Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina said, Ein Adam no A person doesn't move their finger without being called from above. The first step of doing tshuva is realizing that the voice is calling to us, Vishamata Bekolo. A Jew has to listen to the voice that calls out. With this we can understand why it says, How could it be that there is a blessing and a curse? We know itself that if a person does not listen, that in itself is a curse enough that the person has not chosen to follow the path of their fathers. The Ahure Tshuva asks the question, why does it say, and you should cling on to Hashem? We've already learned that a person should do all of their avodas Hashem, their service. The answer is that in addition to all of the mitzvos, in addition to all the things that we should do, a person should listen to the voice of Hashem that calls to him constantly. Whatever goes on in life, Hashem calls out to us to listen and to understand the message. It happened that the donkeys of Kish, Shoal's father, were lost. Kish told Shoal to take one of the men and look for them. When they didn't find them, Shoal suggested they return because they had been looking for them for a long time. However, the young man said, there is an Ishalukim in the city. The man is esteemed. Everything he says is certain to occur. Let us go there now because maybe he will tell us that the road on which we should travel is the correct one. Formerly, this is what would happen. When one would go to inquire of Hashem, they would say, let us go to the Novi. We learn here a very important foundation, a fundamental idea. They didn't go to the Novi to find out where the donkeys were. They went to find out what Hashem wanted from them. If they would have found the donkeys, it would have been understood that the reason for their search was to find the donkeys. But now that they didn't find them, why was it that they had to go out to look for them? Why did Hashem want them to go on this excursion? That is our purpose in this world, always to understand which direction Hashem wants us to go in. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
J.M. in the A.M., the great Sandy Shmueli, of course, with uh, Misha Asa here at J.M. in the A.M. That was actually by request on our app earlier this morning. Yidel had Levachad. You heard Ohad brand new with Levado and Rak HaKadosh Baruch Hu, both off of the album entitled Bishah Tovad. It's brand new from Ohad here at uh, J.M. in the A.M. I mentioned the other day how great he was uh, Sunday night at the uh, Bosch wedding with the uh, Arantanabam Orchestra. Just spectacular, really spectacular. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning. Hello, hello. Don't forget that uh, Thanksgiving is this coming Thursday, and Bedford-on-Park has the perfect idea for you and your family. I know people have done this in the past and have enjoyed the incredible ambiance, delicious food, great full bar, and all the excitement of being at Bedford-on-Park in the middle of Manhattan on Thanksgiving. So those of you out there who are looking for a great Thanksgiving dinner option, those of you who want to uh, just enjoy yourselves, in Midtown Manhattan at 61 East 34th Street. You want to make sure to check out Bedford-on-Park. Their lunch menu is amazing. Their dinner menu is amazing. I'll tell you about the special Thanksgiving menu in a moment. They do Hanukkah celebrations for your family and for your staff. They have Sheva Brachas for your family and for your friends. Uh, they can do end-of-year parties for your office, for your staff, for your volunteers. They do it all at Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street in New York City. Now, I have here, let me just pull it up. I have here the uh, actual menu that Bedford-on-Park is uh, recommending for Thanksgiving. It's their prefix menu that they're recommending for Thanksgiving. Uh, You can call them at 212-576-1515, and place your reservation now for Thanksgiving. And here's what they're recommending. They have the Thanksgiving prefixed menu. You start with a warm baguette, olive oil, and a pickle assortment. You have your choice of starters. It could be the uh, Caesar salad, the turkey gumbo soup, or the butternut squash soup. The main course, you choose between stuffed turkey, chicken under brick, crispy skin salmon with fennel puree, or a 14-ounce ribeye. 
all of these are served with uh, sweet potato yams, stuffing, and crispy broccolini. And then to wrap up, delicious dessert, chocolate chunk cookie, pumpkin pie, or mixed sorbet and berries. All of this at a prefixed price per person, a drop extra for the ribeye. It's a Thanksgiving prefixed menu for this coming Thursday at Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street. Take our recommendation, get over there, and enjoy their delicious lunches, their great dinners, and, of course, Thanksgiving this Thursday. Call them now, 212-576-1515, Bedford-on-Park, located at 61 East 34th Street in New York City, 212-576-1515, 212-576-1515, or bedfordkitchen.com. BedfordKitchen.com. We're 10 minutes away from uh, speaking with Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, tonight prior to the men's basketball home opener. They're going to unveil the banners of the 2018 Skyline Championship teams, women's tennis, men's tennis, and men's basketball. They'll be honoring the victims of Pittsburgh as well. And I'll be hosting what is being called a game day show starting at 7 p.m. tonight uh, on Max Live. A game day show starting at 7 p.m. today, tonight, maxlive.com. They'll take over at 7.30 with the pregame. Should be a very, very, very fun night. Coach Elliot Steinmetz joins me about 10 minutes from now from the men's basketball team, and we are looking forward to tonight that I can tell you. So make sure to be tuned in this morning, and, of course, make sure to be tuned in tonight at maxlive.com. We've got more, plenty of more here at JM and the AM, including this brand-new one from Schlockrock.
Jam in the AM on a Tuesday morning at six minutes before eight o'clock. Chief University men's basketball coach Elliot Steinmetz is going to be joining us coming up here at Jam in the AM. Top of the hour, eight o'clock. Hey, this next one is going out to the Wallach family carpool from all of us here at JM in the AM.
minute before 8 o'clock on a Tuesday morning, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, I've been waiting months for this conversation, frankly. Tonight's a big night. Many of you know that the um, just like in February when the eyes of the Jewish world were focused on Washington Heights and we watched from whatever distance we were at, even many thousands of miles away, the Yeshiva University Maccabees, the men's basketball team, win the Skyline Conference Championship for the very first time ever, which was an, an unbelievable celebration, an incredible step in the Yeshiva University men's and I would say overall athletic program. Uh, tonight, finally, nine months later, tonight, finally, that achievement is going to be recognized with the unveiling of a, a banner at the Max Stern Athletic Center up in Washington Heights. Um, it'll be an emotional night in general. There'll be three teams recognized, all of whom are Skyline champions, women's tennis, men's tennis, and men's basketball. Plus, they'll honor the victims of the uh, massacre at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. I will be on the air at Max Live starting at 7 p.m. in what's being called a um, game day program, and I thank them very much for including me in all of this. That starts at 7, then they'll go live with the pregame show at 7.30. You can catch it all at maxlive.com. And uh, the coach of the men's basketball team now starting his fifth season as a coach up at the Yeshiva University campus is, of course, Elliot Steinmetz. Coach Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Looks like you made the big-time pregame show at the Max game, huh? Yes, there's no question that finally my career has taken a positive turn, and I am very much looking forward to it. All kidding aside, it's going to be a lot of fun being in that room tonight in the arena. I'm assuming, I hope I'm right, that already there's a buzz being felt up there, everyone knowing on campus that tonight is a very special night. There is. It's it's very exciting. You know, there's there's obviously uh, our our you know our guys' accomplishment, which is going to be recognized, which is which is awesome. And then on top of that, you have the the men's tennis team that's that's won five years in a row, and and the women's tennis team that's you know won for the first time in history uh, for a women's team at the school. So I think you know all in all, it's going to really be a great night. Unbelievable! It's really going to be incredible. Um, well, we'll talk about last season first, and then we'll get to what's happening now. Uh, in terms of last season, I mean, you, you look, you know my feelings about all this. Uh, the the basketball team, and uh, again, no offense to anybody on, in any other sport or on any other campus, but we know that men's basketball gets a tremendous amount of attention in this country, and in our community especially, it gets a tremendous amount of attention. Uh, you're there, you're, you've completed now four years, you've just started your fifth season, and obviously the men's basketball team has accomplished something that I think previous teams you know never really got close to frankly they've made the playoffs but you know to actually think that they could win a skyline championship I think was a pretty you know distant thought for many of these teams Um, I know that speaking as a fan it was a distant thought for us Uh, you come in four years later they're champions Uh, I mean it was one of the most exhilarating and exciting (laughs) periods of time in Yeshiva University basketball, I would say on the campus in general. Uh, What do you recall about the final game in the Skyline Championship? At what point during the game did you actually say to yourself, this dream might be coming true? It, 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 that kind of stuff doesn't happen until the buzzer. I mean, you, you can sit the whole game with as big a lead as you want in a game like that. But when you're, when you're playing teams that have that kind of uh, athleticism and talent, 
you're not comfortable till till the buzzer goes off and they actually give you a trophy. So what was it like when the buzzer sounded? Was it a was it believable for you? It was believable. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is what we we came in to do. This is kind of what we you know always expected to build. I, I don't know that we expected it, you know, with these with this group of sophomores, but that class is a class of kids that we recruited who all believed we could do that. And they get together and never stop believing. And I'll and I'll remind this audience that there was a time during the season where things did not look so great. You know, there there were some bleak times, not just injuries, but also you know challenging losses. You know that did that you know did not uh, that did not did not go well, and you know until you guys ran off an incredible streak, nobody really thought you'd be able to get as far as you did. Yeah, it was it was an up and down season for sure. It was a lot of adversity early. We had a lot of injuries. We had games in the first half of the season where we were dressing seven guys, right. and that was it. So it was uh, definitely tough going in the first half of the season. Second half of the season, we kind of reloaded a little bit. We added a couple of guys to the roster, obviously, and uh, you know just kind of gelled and and you know I give them credit that's not an easy thing to do to bring in new guys midway uh but the chemistry was unbelievable and you know we have we have leaders on the team yeah no question about that you also have some amazing players uh, so at uh, coach Elliot Simons is with us big night tonight at Yeshiva University they'll uh, unveil the big banner 2018 Skyline Conference champions what was amazing about the final and I know that you know there were thousands of people there from uh, from our community and so many watching around the world as you know but what really was amazing for those of us who who you know paid any attention to the team over the season was that everybody contributed. If you look at that final game when you guys won the championship, if you take out one any one player you want to take out, I I believe things would have gone in a different direction. Yeah, I think I think it was like that for most of the second half of the season last year, and and it went from from really from top to bottom. Um, we were talking about it actually the other day in, in the locker room after a game. It, it really starts with the guys in practice, and it starts you know with the guys on the bench and how they're how they're supportive of the guys in the game. And and we really have had that for the last few years. We've been lucky with the kind of kids that we have at Yeshiva. They're just they're extremely supportive of each other. They're competitive, but they're extremely supportive. Hmm, interesting. Elliot Steinmetz is with us. What kind of summer do they have? Uh, do, you, do you insist that they uh, continue to, uh, I don't know, exercise, practice their shooting, condition themselves for the months that you don't see them in between seasons? So we're not allowed to make anything mandatory over the summer, but, you know, guys want to come in in shape and, you know, guys want to obviously have a similar kind of season to what we did last year and, and hopefully actually build and improve on it. Uh, those guys were working. You know, I, I had guys sending me videos of them working out or, you know, shooting or doing drills or, you know, working with a trainer in the pool, whatever it was, uh, just trying to get stronger and better over the course of the summer. Unbelievable. The, the commitment, people don't realize it. They think it's those two halves that they're on the court, the commitment that has to be made every single day. I would say, frankly, from uh, from uh, Havdullah to candle lighting, right? Basically, yeah. There, there's, I mean, uh, other than Shabbos, there's no there's no days off. I mean, yeah. these guys are working all year round. Uh, you know, during the season, they're up very early in the morning for practice. Uh, they're back in the gym during the day, taking shots and uh, you know, watching film at night. It's it's a lot. It's a, it's a big commitment, especially at, at you know a school like ours where there's you know quite the curriculum academically. Uh, it's just it's a lot a lot of time and a lot of effort and you know it's really it's awesome that they're going to get the appreciation uh, all the squads tonight that that they really deserve. Uh, are you still doing the same schedule up between five and six a.m. and uh, insisting that the guys get to the gym around then? Yeah, so we're we're I think four days a week now. We're at about six fifteen, six thirty a.m. and then a couple of nights. Wow, no complaints yet from the players, huh? 
I mean, they're too tired to complain usually in the morning. I guess they'd prefer to be on the team, so it's all right. All right, Coach Steinmetz, before we talk about this year's team and, again, tonight's ceremony, help me for a minute from your perspective. You know that I think this is a much bigger deal than just a you know Jewish basketball team doing well and having a banner raised you know in their honor. You know that I believe the Yeshiva University, especially the men's basketball team, for the reasons I cited earlier, we know how important men's basketball is in this country and to our community, has a a a really an obligation uh, to represent the Jewish people, whether they like it or not. This is what happens. They're they're a member of this team. People from both the Jewish community and the secular community look to them as emblematic of what Jews are. Many people you meet during the season have never met a Jew before. Others, of course, are more familiar with our community. Can you put into words how this is a much bigger event and a much bigger and has much greater impact than simply winning a basketball championship? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You and I used to have this conversation for years yep. um, about about this, and then and, and I always, you know, I always gave you the yes and agreed, and I don't think I ever really saw it, and I don't think our guys ever really saw it till last year, till till you know, till we won, you know, the championship. The outpouring from around the country and around the world, really, of support and people who were kind of hanging on to every game, and I'll go into like middle of nowhere, you know, and, and run into a random Jewish person in some random place. And they were watching the game online and just the impact it had on people that were just excited about it with absolutely no affiliation necessarily to Yeshiva University. Just that they're, you know, proud of, of a Jewish team accomplishing such, you know, a great, uh, a great accomplishment. And, it, you know, I, I was able to bring that back to my guys, and I think they already saw it themselves over the last few months, the just outpouring of support and pride that people had in what they're doing. Uh, and we've discussed it preseason. We've discussed that responsibility and, and what it means to us, you know, not just as a university, but, you know, for our families, obviously, and for our communities and, and for the Jewish people as a whole. It's just it's really important and something that we definitely will not be taking lightly. Uh, it's amazing. I'll tell you, the, um, you gave me the uh, – when, when, when Yeshiva University won the Skyline Championship, everybody, and I know that not everyone in this audience knows exactly how it works, which is fine, uh, there is a NCAA national championship. Everyone goes into this national championship, and there are many, many games, so you get to a Final Four and then eventually a final for the Division Three winner. And um, we were there. My son and I were there with you for Shabbos because the game was a Friday afternoon game in York, Pennsylvania, the opening round. Unfortunately, you guys didn't win, but you were in the NCAA tournament. And I, you gave me an opportunity to speak to the team that night on Friday night. And I said to them, one of the things I said was, there will be students, there will be kids who are watching this experience from wherever they are, wherever they are in this country or around the world, and will eventually make their way to Yeshiva University because they saw the impact and the representation that this team had to the entire Jewish world. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think this, what you guys accomplish, is going to last in our community worldwide for a very long time. Well, we're hoping it's not a one-time deal, but you're, but you're 100% <laughs> right. It's, uh, you know, and we've seen it right away. We've seen it, you know, an uptick, obviously, in recruiting on the basketball side. We've seen, certainly, I think, an uptick in interest in the school in general. And, obviously, the, you know, the PR that comes along with it is all positive and good. Well, now, speaking of this season, is it possible, and I've I got to be careful how I ask this because I don't know if you could really answer it 100% truthfully, um, is it possible that some members of the current team might have chosen a different school if not for the accomplishments of last year's team. I think that's possible. I think that's possible anywhere. I think winning on, on any level, I think winning is contagious and winning draws. So I, I think there's no doubt that we're, you know, we're able to recruit at a little bit of a higher level having won. 
Um, but I also think we were able to recruit at a little bit of a higher level just because of some of the players that we've had who, and the, you know, the character that they put out on the court, not just the talent, but the way they conduct themselves and, and the way that you know, appeals to either parents or other players who are kind of looking at you know, why you as an option. And they, and they see that example on the court, both in terms of talent and in terms of character, and it, it's a draw. There's no doubt. And you know, winning obviously puts it over the top. No question about it. All right, Coach Elliott Steinmetz, this year's team. Uh, you, unfortunately, you're 0-2, but as I explained to the audience earlier in this show, I don't think I, I know you are what your record is, but I don't think it really indicates the type of team you are because they were both buzzer beaters, uh, both very, very hard-fought uh, games that ended up, unfortunately, uh, on, the, uh, on the negative side. Um, uh, first of all, a- am I right that the two teams you've already played are, are so advanced in Division Three? That just to stay, just to stay with them is an accomplishment. Would that be a good thing? Would that be an accurate thing to say? It's accurate that they're advanced teams. They're both very good teams. I don't know that staying with them was the accomplishment. We had we had leads in those games. I think for. 33, 34 minutes in both of them wow. um, out of 40. So, you know, they're just games we have to – you know, people forget. You know, we, won, we obviously won last year. We're still a young team. Right. Uh, you know, right now we're still trying to get a little bit healthier. We had a couple of guys who have been out, um, and we're, we're starting a lot of young guys. So it's really – you know, it's not a question of, uh, you know, of staying with them. These are teams we want to ultimately be beating. It's really a question of us just kind of growing up and learning how to win. I got that. All right, it all starts tonight. It all meaning the Skyline Conference games, which are the much more important games. That starts tonight. Uh, I know that there are people who have predicted that you guys will end up number one in the conference. That's easy to do. You know, take the champion and put them in number one slot for the following season. I know there are a lot of teams that now have a target on your back, meaning they want to beat Yeshiva. I don't think Yeshiva's ever had that feeling before where, where teams want to really take you guys down because you've proven to be so talented and in some cases embarrassed them on the court last year. So it's a completely different dynamic than what anybody in that Max Stern Athletic Center has been used to in the past. Yeah, that's a new feeling for us. It's uh, it's definitely different to uh, go out there and kind of be hunted as opposed to be the, being the hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's something that we have to learn to you know to really embrace and and, and enjoy. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a new experience for our guys and something that I think will ultimately in their lives outside of basketball will help them grow. No question about that. And I guess uh, when you came in four years ago, would it be safe to say that there was some type of four-year program to get to this point? Would that be a fair analysis? I don't know if we had a, a, a cap in terms of years put on it. You know, I, you know, I think it was definitely the goal was to build up to this. It was to kind of, uh, you know, bring in a, a mentality that uh, that we could compete, that we could play, you know, certainly at a high level uh, with with the players that we were bringing in, and um, and really ultimately build up to this point where we could really represent the school both on the court and off the court. All right, and I will say based on uh, on my little research that although it's easy to say that you know other teams are going after you and that, God forbid, things may not go as well as they did last year, I would say just the opposite, that it's very possible, and again, I won't ask you for your prediction, that wouldn't be fair, but it's very possible that not only will you guys go into the big tournament again this year, but it's very possible you'll go even further. So that's what we're rooting for and hoping for. The whole thing really begins tonight, even though we spoke about those earlier two games. The whole thing really begins tonight with conference play. I do want to mention to our audience and Coach Steinmetz, you know I am uh, always reminding my audience about uh, um, about family-friendly games. What do I mean? Every game you guys play are family-friendly, obviously. But what I mean is that schedule-wise, there are already a couple of games on the schedule that families should know about because it's an amazing opportunity to bring kids to see this team, to enjoy the hype, and to really be proud of our university and our community. Uh, one of them is happening this Sunday. You're playing 2 o'clock this uh, Sunday, Thanksgiving uh, Sunday afternoon, right? We are. We're actually playing the number 8 team in the country, which should be an exciting game. 
Is are they? Is that a better team than the two you've already played? Oh yeah, they're wow. they're, they're 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 top notch. Holy God! I didn't realize that. And on the first of December, which I believe is Erev Hanukkah, on a Saturday night, you're playing a home game as well. And that's and like we always say, that's an amazing opportunity on an early Shabbos to come out with the kids and see the team and to really enjoy the uh, the proceedings. So yeah, that's a good rivalry game, also Mount Saint Vincent. Oh boy, not, none of these games are easy, huh? No, there's, there's no easy games in conference, that's for sure. And that includes tonight. No one's expecting you guys are going to romp tonight, correct? No, the, Sarah Lawrence is a good team. They, they've they brought in some new guys. They have some talent in there, and they're uh, they're playing good ball. Oh, boy, is the pressure on because it's banner night? Is the pressure on to uh, to win this game this evening? You're asking the wrong guy. I think the pressure is always on. Yeah, that's true. We know how you coach, and there's no question about it. The pressure is always on, and that the team, thank God, uh, usually um, – uh, responds finally the roster um you, you have to be impressed because some of your veteran players um sophomores and juniors are playing uh very well so far uh but some of the newcomers have already made an impact which is pretty strange after two games right yeah but we're not surprised i mean the caliber of guys we brought in as freshmen is just so high that uh you know we kind of expected i mean we have we have three guys that are playing major minutes you know right away they've they've literally only played two college games and they're already putting up double digit points you know there's there's uh Ryan Terrell who we got in from California who's a high level recruit for us obviously uh, who's, who's already had a 25-point game. Um, we got uh, Eitan Halpert. That name should be familiar since it's Simcha's little brother. Wow. So no, no, no surprise there that he can play. Um, you know, and then we have a kid from uh, from Cal- it's all California kids. You know, that's the truth. We should probably just go out there and get the warm <laughs> weather. But uh, Daniel Sion, who's a former Eula kid who came in, he's he's been doing great things as well. Uh, so it's it's a good class. That class is a good class, which bodes well for us for the future. I won't ask you for names, but I may ask you for class in a moment. Have you have you already set for yourself tonight's starting lineup? Yeah, our, our, our starting lineup is set. I mean, it depends on a couple of guys in terms of their health. Uh, we, we have a couple of guys who've been either injured or sick. How many um, freshmen will be in tonight's starting lineup? Uh, at, at least one, possibly two. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so early in the year, that is amazing, unbelievable. And uh, and when it when it's when it, last year or, or two years ago, I asked you when Simcha Halpert first stepped onto the court, meaning in practice, you said to me you knew he'd be a starter immediately. That's how evident it was. I assume the same with these freshmen as well. That you that you just realized that they are already at the level they could start in these games. Yeah, it's a similar look, and we're we're excited because we're getting Simcha back tonight. He hasn't played yet this year. He's been uh, he's been battling an ankle injury. Thankfully, he'll be back tonight and playing. He's definite or or probable? No, he's he's definite for tonight. Oh, fantastic! Oh, that's gonna be great. And he must be excited. I mean, the, the guys who've been there and went through everything last year must be so excited about tonight. My gosh. Yeah, and rightfully so. They, uh, they deserve it. They certainly do. Coach Steinmetz, uh incredible what the team is. The team is a great basketball team. The team is a great group of representatives of the Jewish world as far as I'm concerned. Can't wait to see you tonight. Good luck with everything tonight and throughout the entire season. And we'll remind everybody about the games. We really want to see a big crowd out this year. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. A pleasure. Coach Elliot Stein at Yeshiva University Men's Basketball Maccabees. Now listen, folks. First of all, the schedule. This Sunday, 2 p.m., golden opportunity to come see everybody. It's Thanksgiving weekend Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Max Stern Athletic Center, Washington Heights. And then December 1st, which is officially Erev Hanukkah, because Hanukkah begins Sunday night. It's a Saturday, excuse me, Saturday night Erev Hanukkah, December 1st. It's also a, a great family-friendly game in terms of the schedule. Saturday night up at the Max Stern Athletic Center. Tonight, tonight I have the honor of kicking off Max Live, um, um, the coverage, maxlive.com, um, with the um, with the game day program 
that I will be hosting starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. 7.30, they'll do the pregame and the big ceremony. And I am told that I'm being asked to be a guest at halftime, at which point I hope I have a chance to discuss that incredible Shabbos in York, Pennsylvania that I had with the team last year. And uh, that'll be during the halftime uh, break of the game tonight. So I hope you'll be paying uh, close attention to maxlive.com uh, for tonight's coverage. And good luck to the Maccabees. Yeah, I think you could hear from my voice how proud I am of this team. I've always dreamt of a Yeshiva University uh, men's basketball team really, really representing the Jewish people well in all aspects. And that dream has come true. And that's pretty amazing. 19 minutes after 8 o'clock, you're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. That's Ohad with Tzemach Tzadik of the brand new album entitled B'Shah Tovah. Project Relax Israeli edition before that. Medley E with Simcha Liner. I want to thank Coach Elliot Steinmetz. Go Max, Yeshiva University Maccabees, representing the Jewish people really well, I must say. Uh, they got their banner raising tonight. The men's tennis team, the women's tennis team, and the Yeshiva University men's basketball team will have their banner raising tonight. Um... Tonight is the uh, is the big celebration to celebrate the 2018 champions. All three of them won the Skyline Championship. 
It'll be followed by a Yeshiva University men's basketball game. I'll be there starting at 7 p.m. on Max Live for the game day show. Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time on maxlive.com, M-A-C-S-Live.com. Uh, then the pregame show will be on, and then, of course, the game. And I hope everybody from around the world who's been so into Yeshiva University basketball during 2018 will be tuned in, watching, listening, and enjoying this amazing accomplishment. Very much looking forward to it. J.M. and the A.M. On a, on a Tuesday. Uh, by the way, we're here all week, including Thursday and Friday Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're here all week. So make sure to be tuned in. Willie Hochman is with us in studio. He's a wonderful friend of ours. He's CEO and owner of the Joel Paul Group. Many of you know that they spend a tremendous amount of time in our community uh, making sure that qualified people uh, get into uh, qualified and good positions around our community and outside our community as well. But we concentrate for a moment on our community. And he's here with a, uh, an update that he gives us once in a while about what's happening in the job market how the 5779 season has started. Uh, he'll let us know if positions are open. He'll let us know what qualifications you need to even speak with him and his staff about these potential jobs. So everybody listen very carefully to this update. Willie Hochman of the Joel Paul Group. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you very much for having me. Good, good uh, morning, everyone. Good morning to you. All right, so uh, I hope I summed it up well, but we should do it together on the air uh, as well, and that is that the Joel Paul Group really concentrates on two sides of a very important issue in our community, and that's employment. On one side, you are always looking for qualified candidates to fill really nice positions in our community, um, and we'll discuss some of those jobs in a minute. The On the other side, uh, you work with organizations and companies to fill the positions that they need. So uh, an example, Nahum, give me an example. Everyone's screaming. I'll give an example. <laughs> let's say let's say there's a great Jewish organization, big or small, that's looking for a director of development or an executive director or a director of PR or whatever the department may be. You will meet and arrange to uh, to go and make this search, to embark on this search on behalf of that company or organization. And then you will go to the other side of your office and say, okay, who do we have that is at the moment that we know would either like to switch jobs or is not working that we could possibly place in this position? Have I summed up (laughs) the way it essentially works? Excellent, Nachum. Uh, I have an opening on my staff. If you you have some uh, available time, you can come work for the Joel Paul Group. But uh, let me expound on that a little. Um, People in our industry and friends of mine who ask, uh, ask me, What's more important, the client or the candidate? Right. And it's not 80-20, it's 51-49, obviously because without a client, without an organization to represent, I can't help the candidates. Right. So our first entree is to secure clients. We do a lot of marketing. Uh, we're known in the industry. We've, we've, uh, we are in our 33rd year of uh, the Joel Paul Group. Uh, my current president uh, was the owner of uh, the Joel Paul Group. There is a Mr. Joel Paul and he's an excellent recruiter, and we have a staff of recruiters. So once we contract with a client, and we have two types of clients in the Jewish community, which we do most of our work in, we have organizations from A to Z, uh, and the, we have institutions, Jewish day schools, high schools, and universities as well. Mm. In that sector, we do the administrative level, the head of school, the assistant principal, and then, of course, the business office right. in, in a school as well. I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that up because that's really an area I didn't concentrate on in my introduction, and that is 
there are so many schools out there that, especially at certain times of the year, uh, now is the time of year. I, it is yes. November. The way the way the, the, way the uh, school world works is. Uh, if you think about the Jewish calendar, not much happens over the summer. Right. People are away. The right. candidates are away. Uh, then the uh, the Yom Tovim, the Jewish holidays come around. So literally right after the Yom Tovim, end of October, and we're now you know November already, uh, almost uh, December, right. is when the schools uh, know already that they're going to be looking for, again, uh, senior administrative uh, professionals. I.E. So, executive director. In the business office, right. more importantly, because the business the business office is not seasonal. Right, but that can the, be any time. Right, but the head of school, principal, assistant principal, we are now searching for the 2019-20 school year. Because there's going to be movement among schools administrations in in during this school year. Meaning, exactly. meaning you may be looking for a head of school in a school for a school that right now has a head of school. That is Just, correct. It's somebody who's either leaving or is going to be asked to leave, et cetera, et cetera. That's correct. Very sensitive area. Wow. Uh, schools are very sensitive to their personnel. Obviously, if a candidate uh, gives notice that they are taking a new job or leaving the profession for whatever reason, right. they usually give it around now, and then there's a, a more of a non-confidential opening. Wow. But a lot of times, not a lot, but hopefully people can keep their jobs, right. uh, there are schools where we're uh, asked to search as confidentially as we can because they are they anticipate look, a looking to anticipate right. a change. Thank you. Uh, Willie Hochman's here from the Joel Pohl Group. So between me and you, there there are those type of situations right now. In other words, your company right now is looking for at least one, I'm not going to ask you the number, for at least one head of school or administrative member. You know, you're working with at least one school now. Correct. If we, not we, more. They're probably we're working more. working with but, a few more. Right. Uh, and there's a mix. Most of them, I would say, are... Uh, either a new position, right. not a head of school, but they right. want to put another administrative position in. Uh, someone is leaving, and there are those, uh, you know, few and far between. I'll say thank God, even though it's a job that we that we have, right. uh, that someone is being asked to leave. Um, for the potential candidates and their parents, and I say it that way because sometimes parents, even when someone is older, has the ability to have a little influence in 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 guiding their son or daughter, you know, career wise. That sometimes happens in families. <laughs> um, um, what would you say would be the minimum requirements uh, for these types of administrative jobs? Not not only head of school, but some of the others that you know are in the administration realm. I mean, obviously, college degrees are a necessity. I would guess advanced degrees in either education or some type of administration are also a key. No, right. So again, I'll break it up into uh, the answer uh, the question into two parts. In the organizational world, right. okay, yes, today a bachelor's is, is kind of almost required for any middle-level or upper-level position. Right. Depending on the position, obviously, a financial, C, CFO, right. director of finance, they look for that master's in accounting or finance or even a CPA. Um, other qualifications just really are that you have started and you've worked in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not that easy to transition from the corporate world right. to the nonprofit. Although you will say some people have done it successfully. And I was just going to say yeah. that there are several people that have done it successfully. Right. Some of them really have done it successfully. Yes. It really <laughs> depends on the position right. that they're transitioning to. For example, a salesperson, someone selling something in the corporate world, and I don't mean literally pens and pencils, mm-hmm. but they're selling something, and they have a nonprofit background as a community leader. Maybe they're fundraising for their synagogue, their right. local organization. They can transition into fundraising because right. they have the personality, they have the experience, and they learn about the organization. You can't teach someone how to sell. You can teach them about the 
art, uh, the science of selling the organization and their mission. You know, some of the CPAs listening right now, in all seriousness, especially the ones that work 16 hours a day, might might this may have piqued their interest that maybe they should toss their resume your way for that type of job where they could be on a little bit of an easier schedule and and be in charge of a department as opposed to just working for an accounting firm. So just to give a plug to uh, the Joel Paul Group website, uh, most, uh, unless they're very confidential jobs, most of our jobs are posted on our website. We don't list the organization name for obvious reasons. Right. But we right now have two financial jobs, CFOs, controllers. Uh, so, yes, there could be, and I use that very you mm-hmm. know, opportunities for people to transition. There are requirements that the client has that – might allow some to put their hat in the ring and others it might not work for, but you're exactly right. Can someone upload their resume to your site? Yes, just go on the website. There is a, a, a tab for candidates and you follow the process and we'll get your resume and your requirements. All right, and even if someone's, you would recommend, I believe, that even if someone's not looking to leave this moment their job, but they just want, you know, they're, they're curious to see if there's an interest on your part, if they're going to get a call about anything, they should do that. They should put their resume up there, and if there's something that strikes your fancy, you're going to be in touch with the candidate. Exactly, no, uh, uh, Nachum. Please understand, everyone listening, if you want to contact the Joel Poe Group, the website is the way to go. Um, everything we receive is highly confidential. We never share a resume with a client unless we discuss it with the candidate. Right. It's just our moral compass and our ethics. All right, so we should just review the, the positions that someone might have uh, someone has heard in this conversation. So number one, financial positions, both for schools and organizations. There are a lot of, a lot of schools and organizations who are looking for fundraisers, looking for executive directors, looking for CFOs, looking for directors of development, et cetera, right? That's a, that's a big key. And a lot of not-for-profits turn to you to help in that. It's one of the reasons it's such a popular area for you to search for because it's difficult to find. So you guys are always consulted on that. Right. As I tell everyone, uh, the engine of every nonprofit is the fundraising. Right. Without people doing fundraising, the programs can't take place. They can't support their mission, whether it's research or whether it's helping uh, families or th- uh, people in Israel. Whatever the mission of the organization is, they need the funds. Right. So primarily, fundraising is what organizations look for. And, of course, leadership is very critical, executive directors, CEOs, and uh, men and women to run various organizations. And in the world of education, if there's somebody out there who, ha- who feels that they are finally at the point where they could be ahead of school or be in, a, in an administrative education position, they too should put their resume up on your site and get it to you confidentially. Yes, part of what we do with our schools, and we're getting a lot of attraction from schools outside of our local New York, New Jersey area, and that's good for us. And we are not only marketing the job, but we are the, the marketer of that community, uh, wherever that community is. Uh, we help market because we're the client, the school is looking for people to relocate. Right. If they had someone in their backyard, they probably wouldn't need us. Right. But they're looking for the talent that might be anywhere around the country to relocate to wonderful Jewish communities. But people might not know about certain communities, so we are also knowledgeable and gain knowledge from our client about how to market the community. And it's a very important thing if today people in education and chinuch uh, are open uh, to relocating, there are quite a few good jobs out there. You just have to uh, be the relevant candidate. But you won't tell us which city. 
Um, I, not yet. Is it a warm weather spot? Uh, um, one of them is? Uh, no. Well, there is one out there. There's uh, one warm weather there's spot. There's one warm uh, weather spot. So uh, those I, of you in Cleveland and Chicago, <laughs> listen carefully. Get your resumes in. You might be able to have a much nicer winter. Right. And then uh, as we as we finish up some contracts with, with clients, because we're uh, with prospects, right. there will be more listed on our website in various uh, out-of-town uh, out communities. All wonderful, uh, I will say, Growing Jewish communities, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of them around the country. Yeah, no, they've, uh, I will say, uh, uh, the Orthodox Union, just to give them a little plug, has yeah. done a great job in helping market right. uh, Jewish communities outside the the tri-state area, outside of Florida, outside of Los Angeles, uh, in other cities that that really have grown because they provide an infrastructure. Their housing and their cost of living is wonderful. Synagogues are there, schools are there. And it helps us in our business to help uh, families. That's the other thing. When you relocate, it's not just about the person uh, looking for the job. Right. Whether it's the woman getting a job or the man, the other spouse has to have a job, hopefully. Right. And everything else for the family has to line up for them to make the relocation. Has to make sense. Uh, Willie Hochman is CEO and owner CEO and owner of the Joel Paul Group. You mentioned the web address, which is? www.joelpaul.com. And you don't want to give out a phone number. You want it all happening on the website, correct? Yes, we appreciate it because uh, our phones are really used for outgoing. I mean, we take calls and we right. have to take them from clients. But if you're uh, prospecting us as a candidate or uh, even as a potential client, it is much easier to put your information in on the website because for prospective clients, there's also a section on the website and we'd be happy to uh, speak with you as well. And there's some good jobs out there. There are. There are. And yes. you know that there are some good executive directors and some good directors of development out there. Executive directors, want, I don't development. want to give the impression that these, no. that these positions are impossible to fill. No. They're, uh, they're difficult sometimes to fill, but they but there are some good qualified people out there. I hope so. We'd like to see. We always like to, to meet and, and see new, uh, new candidates. Uh, there are, again, finance jobs, uh, education jobs, right. and uh, all of the nonprofit uh, jobs listed on our website. And Willie Hochman will still agree with me that those who are considering getting advanced degrees in this area, go for it. It can only help in the process of getting a really good job down the road. Yes, I, I will say that there's nothing that beats experience, meaning right. if you start in the nonprofit uh, sector, in an entry-level job, in a middle-level job, uh, but continue in that sector – you have a little leg up, but any advanced degree, uh, especially finance, as we mentioned, but even in uh, nonprofit management, various many schools, whether there are uh, our Jewish schools, uh, the colleges and universities, Turo and YU, but many uh, local and, and colleges around the country have uh, courses and certificates and, and degrees in nonprofit management. Keep that in mind, everybody. And you would also say, I bet, that. Um for those concerned that some of these advanced degrees and courses cost money, down the road, if they're a good candidate, they will make up that money. They, there are some good salaried positions Nothing, out that's there. A, that's an excellent point. There's a, a narrow-minded, I'll use the word fallacy, that, oh, nonprofit, that, uh, the salaries aren't good. I'm, I'm giving back you know, rather than you know, growing my career. I'll just direct people to a, a website by the forward, forward.com. I think every two years they do uh, a listing of the top 100 salaries right. Right. Uh, out in the nonprofit profit world. Right. Uh, and they range from really, really large numbers. But it just gives you an idea that if you invest in the community, in the job market, and you start out and you do the work, you can make a comfortable living to support your lifestyle 
uh, in the nonprofit world. And I'm sure there are people out there that can attest to that who are in that nonprofit world. And thank God they're doing well. Willie Hochman, I thank you. Anybody out there, whether it's an organization or company that wants to speak with you, or if it's a candidate that wants to make sure that their resume is seen by you and your staff, they should go to the website. Simple as that. JoelPaul.com. J-O-E-L-P-A-U-L.com. That's how you get all the information you need, and it's how you can upload your resume and become a candidate in their system. And who knows? You may get a call from Willie one day or one of his staff members with some great offers. I would not be surprised at all. Anything you'd like to add, sir? Nope. Thank you very much, Nachum. Uh, oh, one thing I did want to mention sure. while you're here. Uh, Fairlawn, New Jersey, getting ready for a major celebration. Bezrat Hashem, we want to wish a mazel tov to a Chevy and Rabbi, Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, yes. our own Rabbi Yudin. Uh, because uh, there's a big milestone that's coming up. Am I am I right? Yes. Is it 50? Yes, correct. 50 years. Uh, Rabbi Yudin and Chevy um, gave the uh, Shul Shomrei Torah in Fairland uh, notice earlier uh, this year that at the uh, conclusion of their Yovel, and that's our Rabbi Yudin, how he times it, mm-hmm. um, he will become the uh, Rabbi Emeritus of Shomrei Torah. We are in the beginning stages of tributes, legacy campaigns, and this exciting news that I'm sure uh, your listeners will hear about through the Nachum Siegel Network and the JM and the AM program. Correct. Stay tuned. I will put a save a date out there. And that date is? April 7th. Sunday, April 7th will be the uh, annual dinner, tribute dinner for the Rabbi and Chevy's 50th uh, year legacy campaign. It'll be held in the atrium in Muncie, and we oh, are nice. expecting quite a few hundred uh, I don't want to put the number at a thousand yet. Right, but, but there's gonna be a lot of people. But with there. Rabbi Yudin and, a lot of and Chevy's outreach, outreach, and and worldwide known, um, we're hoping for a uh, a very successful tribute uh, in their honor. I can imagine Thank how many you. of Rabbi Yudin's colleagues are going to be there. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be right, four seven nineteen. Simple it. as that. Four Perfect. seven. Circle the calendar, everybody. Four seven nineteen for the fiftieth anniversary. Celebration for the Udins and Shomri Torah. All right, Willie, thank, thank you. you so much. Uh, everybody out there, go to the website uh, for all the information you need about this conversation, joelpaul.com, J-O-E-L-P-A-U-L.com. You are listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
All right, so Miami, it's JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. Tonight, starting at 7 p.m., I'm hosting the um, game day show on Max Live, M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E.com. It's a big night up at Yeshiva University. As you know, the uh, unveiling of the three Skyline Championship banners, women's tennis, men's tennis, and men's basketball. They'll also be honoring the victims of the Pittsburgh Massacre. Uh, it's all happening up at YU, and it's happening tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be on Max Live. 7.30 will be a pregame show, and then at 8 o'clock, uh, the actual game. Uh, that's going to be happening up at Yeshiva University against Sarah Lawrence College. But the um, but the uh, the coverage will begin on Max Live uh, starting at... 7 p.m., and I'm honored to be kicking off that coverage during their game day program. Uh, JM Rewind is next. Uh, my interview with Ding of Suki and Ding about what's happening on Hanukkah, plus my interview with Jeffrey Mark, president and CEO of J Mark Interiors. Both those interviews coming up next on JM Rewind. And album of the week is Shlaimi Gertner's Nisim. Live lunch will be done by Avrami. Thank you, Avrami. Live from uh, Beit Shemesh. Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget, Thursday is Thanksgiving, so a little bit of an altered schedule. We will be here live Thursday morning with JM and the AM on Thanksgiving Day. And then uh, go straight into our music mix for the remainder of Thursday. And um, both Thursday and Friday morning, our regular JM and the AM schedule. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing uh, Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Speak to you tonight on Max Live from the Max Stern Athletic Center up at Yeshiva University. And again, my thanks to Coach Elliot Steinmetz. Take a lot of pride, everybody, in the way that this uh, team represents uh, Yeshiva University and the Jewish people. Just amazing. Just amazing. I've seen it up close and personal. And as you heard Elliot say, he has felt it from around the world. It's simply remarkable. Uh, tomorrow we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. on what people call Erev Thanksgiving. <laughs> Make sure to be tuned in. JM Rewind is next. Live lunch is at 11 o'clock Eastern time with Avrami. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.